Hello and welcome to another edition of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. My name is John Dennis, and you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram, as always, at John Dennis Radio. You can catch the show at Somewhat Sports on both of those platforms. Joining me, uh, as always, are my illustrious co-hosts here, John Williams. What's up? Where can we find you, my man? Oh, J.L. Williams on, oh, J.L. Williams 5. Right, very important there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the original one's already been taken, so he had to, not just one either. Just there's four more ahead of him. So poor guy at JL Williams is going to get a follow. That's right. Yeah. You? You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, Alberto Camargo is here. Yes, sir. Where can they find you, my man? Um, well, they can find me in the hospital after eating crickets, but they can probably find me on <laughs> Twitter at A L B A R E T O E. And the same on Instagram, just with a nice, lovely little underscore at the end there. I thought you said you were going to switch that. Last week, you are like, hey, I'm going to get it out. I'm not always a man of my word. That's fair. Well, <laughs> you were in this case, because uh, yes. if you're if you're joining us now, hopefully you, you caught the, the video on Instagram. Uh, television, I think, is the uh, full name. <laughs> um, Instagram Television Network. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where our, our friend Abeto had to pay off a, a little bet because he lost trivia last week. And By nefarious means, I should point out. I was nefarious. You it, had... I won, and, but then you complained and you babied and you cried no. about losing. And then I was like, you know what? Let me give John another chance. I, I did do some of those things. But <laughs> to be fair, I was given the harder questions again. No, you time. weren't. I chose the better group of questions. This is not because you were gypped, John. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just mad that I ate crickets. I took one for the team. Yeah, they were salt and vinegar and you liked them, right? I mean, they weren't the worst thing in the world, to be honest with you. I'd I'd much rather have those again than say, um, sour cream and onion, <laughs> sour cream and onion crickets. Yeah, I would went with barbecue. <laughs> well, the uh, it's interesting. They also had uh, scorpion lollipops, where it's like it's a like a regular lollipop, right? But it has a baby scorpion inside of it. As like 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 imagine like a blow pop, but like with a scorpion instead. How many licks does, nice does it take to get to the scorpion? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and I don't One. know. If, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. But if you want to watch uh, our buddy here take on that that box of disgusting-looking crickets, uh, you can find that on our Somewhat Sports Instagram page. should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Anyways, let's just, uh, I guess, go right into the sports then, right? This is uh, quite the the week of football we have lined up. Before we can get into uh, the future, we have to kind of uh, brush on the past. Uh, The Ravens looked amazing. Dominant. Again. It's... um it was a, I mean, given the fact that the Rams are, so, I've been so struggling a bit this season, and you think that you know they have a big primetime game well, Monday night. They haven't been like inept. Like they're no, just, of like, course, they're but, worse than they were last year. Yeah, when they of were course. You know, NFC amazing. champions, NFC right. champions, defending NFC champions. They're definitely with not as good this year. A team to build on, and then they've had you know they were six and four going into the game, and you know they had a bit of a point to prove, especially in a division as tough as the NFC West. Right. You'd think that this kind of primetime game, Monday night football against one of the best teams in the league, they'd get up for that game. That was not the case. That no, was not the case. Not Lamar Jackson ran all over LA last night. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> ran through Compton, Inglewood, right, Long whole, Beach, all the neighborhoods. Just just throwing <laughs> throwing footballs in <laughs> wherever he could. Uh yeah, 45 to 6 the final score. Ravens over the LA Rams. Not even a garbage time touchdown. That's so sad. No. That, yeah, <laughs> that's honestly like insane to me. And the Rams first off the offense does not look good at all. Um 
and I've, I've seen like the joke that's like and kind of been like played over and over again. On Sean Twitter. McVay fraud? No, not even that. It's just like because <laughs> like after last season, you saw a lot of Sean McVay like disciples get jobs, mm-hmm. right. and uh, the whole running joke was that anyone who's ever had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay is now a head coach in the in the NFL or has you know at least bumped up in uh, <laughs> in job status. Right. And so there, there's been a joke like, oh, maybe the the LA Rams should hire one of those Sean McVay type. Uh, Um, he should hire one of his disciples because he'd be better than him at this point yeah at this point something like that so i you know i do feel bad for for the rams and but the super bowl hangover is real like we've seen teams in the past who they've lost the super bowl and then they've been not so good the next year i mean look at the falcons the falcons obviously they had their injuries and stuff but the year after they they lost the super bowl they didn't look quite the same which just i mean honestly you got to give a little hat tip to the Patriots, because like even either they win the Super Bowl or they lose the Super Bowl, yeah. and then they just end up going back the next season, you know, or at least making the playoffs. I it's think. only it's only somewhat related, but um, no pun intended. Yeah. And, <laughs> but uh, I think I believe it was either not this last weekend, the weekend before. Baylor football played Oklahoma, top twenty-five matchup, big game. Baylor lost after being up twenty-eight to three right. in the third quarter. I think it was and. The Falcons like just tweeted the little emoji, the hand, the oh, hand yeah. palm, the face palm emoji, <laughs> and the flashbacks. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> so ugly. It was perfect. Twenty-eight to three came back to bite another team. Yeah. You love to see it. Well, depending <laughs> on what your fan base is. Um. Anyways, so is is there a really any debate at this point as to whether or not the Ravens are the best team in the NFL? Well, the Ravens. Uh, I think the Forty ers have something to say about that. You think so? Another primetime game last week that was. Hyped and a lot of right. a lot of debate going into going into it. Me and I think me and John here on this side, we picked the Packers to win last week on the podcast. I picked Things. the Packers. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. well, you and me picked the Packers right. to win. And and I think you picked the Forty ers Wasn't even close. No. So now and and the the strengths of the Forty ers really matched up well uh, with the weaknesses of the Packers because when you look at the their team, I mean, first off, Richard Sherman is playing tremendous. He's playing at a level he hasn't really played at. Uh, since he was back in Seattle, and towards the end of his Seattle tenure, he was kind of falling off a little bit. But that 49ers defense is tremendous, and he's holding his own. He's, I mean, that, that the rest of that secondary is, is more or less no-name players. Richard Sherman is really the only guy you know, but he's playing the best out of all of them, but everyone is playing really well. Right. Uh, I saw Dre, Dre Greenlaw got a couple of shout-outs on the, on the broadcast, <laughs> oh and every time these names came up, I was like, yeah, my guy. I mean, you got you to say, man, the, the, NBC, the NBC guys listen to somewhat sports tonight. Well, I we guess gotta, so. We got to yeah. highlight Dre Greenlaw. John That's and right. John and Alberto were on top of it. <laughs> the word about town. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, but yeah, when you look at you know what they could do um, defensively, it just matched up really well uh, against the Packers. They, they were able to contain the run really well. Uh, not that they gave Aaron Jones a ton of opportunities, but I, I just, I mean, you got to give credit to to the 49ers defense. They did a tremendous job. And their offense played really well, too, because Green Bay's secondary, at least, has been really good. And you thought, like, okay, well, maybe it's going to be you know, a really big Tevin Coleman game, and, and, and you thought that um, Mostert would get a couple of, uh, of opportunities. And th- they did pretty well, but they scored a lot through the air. I mean, George mm. Kittle had that like just wide open, like, who the heck is covering you, like 70-yard <laughs> touchdown. I right? thought you had him, one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that, I mean, again, we thought that the Green Bay secondary, which, I mean, it's, it's improved, but it, they definitely took a step backward last week. And, you know, it's I still think that the Packers – 
are up there in terms of the power rankings, but I think that that's one team they don't want to meet in the playoffs just because when you look at the way their team is structured versus how uh, San Francisco's team is structured, they just the, the, the positives and the negatives just they just don't work out for Green Bay very yeah. well at all. And as bad as the Packers might be in any season, when you, when you have Aaron Rodgers in January, that's not a good look. Right. Yeah, you don't want to be facing that team for sure. And the Cowboys fans can tell you all about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, but there is a, a bit of a marquee matchup when you look at the upcoming schedule for, what is it, week 13 we're at now? Week 13. Incredible. Lucky number 13. Something like that. But unfortunately, 49, 49ers-Ravens is not going to be a primetime game, which I think is a travesty. Because that's the game. That's the game I want to watch the most mm-hmm. out of all of the games uh, this weekend. Because you have basically the de facto number one in the NFC versus the de facto number one uh, in the AFC. And I really want to see what uh, what Salah can come up with on the defensive end for the 49ers to combat what Lamar Jackson is doing and what Mark Ingram is doing. I mean, Mark Ingram looked like a man possessed. And he has looked like a man possessed for the last couple of weeks. He's a pit bull. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean he is something else. Uh, and you saw, you know, you saw that in, in New Orleans uh, quite a bit. But then when Alvin Kamara came on, you, he had to kind of take a back seat to what Alvin Kamara was doing because it was so special. Uh, but you, you kind of forget that Mark Ingram is, is still a man in his own right. That guy is something. Uh, and then you know, again, Lamar Jackson did it throwing the football quite a bit. I mean, don't get me wrong; he had a couple of runs, you know, where he was still Lamar Jackson, but. There were a couple of passes where I was where I was thoroughly uh, impressed with his ability to just read the field and and you know be the pocket passer that people have said that he can't be. Um, so I think that if the 49ers are going to win, they want him to for- they want to force him to do that more. But even then, he's shown that he could do that uh, quite a bit and do it pretty well. So I, unfortunately, that game won't be um, prime time. That's a one o'clock game, but the prime time game is not too bad. Uh, Sunday night, the Pats take on the Texans uh, in Houston, which is a relief because I really hate when the Patriots play at home in primetime because you, you don't beat the Patriots at home in primetime. And I feel like they always get the most like difficult opponents at home and the easier opponents in, in primetime on the road. The last primetime game we had in Miami, though, they got beat down by Jay Cutler. Jay so, Cutler. Yeah, exactly. That Jay Cutler. <laughs> Dolphins Jay Cutler. So, you know, again, I'm... I'm excited for this one. I hope that Bill O'Brien, he's, they got Will Fuller back, so their offense uh, has definitely picked it up. Uh, you know, they didn't play super duper great uh, against Indianapolis, but their defense is pretty solid. A win is a win is a win. Yeah, and I think that they're just going to get better and better as long as uh, Will Fuller can stay healthy. He's like the key to that offense, in my opinion. The offense just runs so much better when uh, Will Fuller can take the top off the defense. Not that Kenny Stills can't take the top off the defense, but I think that Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson have a much better rapport uh, than Kenny Stills, who joined you know at the very beginning of the season. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, I like this matchup a lot, and I feel like this matchup happens pretty often, and I'm always excited for it. Seahawks and Vikings. Monday Night Football. That's going to be a whole lot of fun because I think both teams are, what, 8-3 mm-hmm. now? Both teams are 8-3. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a nice primetime game in Seattle at the Link. Right. Always one of the best uh, stadiums in the NFL as far as atmosphere goes right. and noise from what I've heard, obviously. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't say I've been there personally, but... right. Even through the TV, it sounds like there's a truck idling outside my house. I'd, I'd love to be wrong about this. Because the thing is, like, the matchup looks so good on paper. When you think of, like, how good the Vikings can play and how good the Seahawks can play. But watching Kirk Cousins in primetime <laughs> on the road is always a disaster. 
He looks like a deer in headlights all the time. And, and this is me like speaking it out loud so that way the reverse can happen. Like, you know, like when you like you reverse jinx something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I think that Seahawks are going to win by like 20 points and Kirk Cousins is going to look like he's naked out in the field. Like <laughs> embarrassed, just like no one look at me, please. Everybody start Kirk Cousins in fantasy is essentially what John is saying. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope so. I hope Kirk Cousins has an amazing game. I'm just saying he won't. Because <laughs> like, Seattle, not that Seattle's defense is amazing, because they 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 have had their you know their bumps, and uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to get Jadavian Clowney back, uh, and he's he's obviously very good at, at stopping the run and and making their offense. If their offense has to run through Kirk Cousins, yeah, they're in trouble. So we'll see. I just I just don't see it. I I wish the game was like. If we could flip the 49ers, Ravens, and the Seahawks, Vikings, I think the 1 o'clock Seahawks, Vikings game would be much better <laughs> than the primetime one. Because, again, Kirk Cousins' primetime, especially in that stadium where it gets so loud, he's going to be just confused and, again, just disoriented. And he's going to be Kirk Cousins in primetime like we all know him. <laughs> Speaking of also bad primetime quarterbacks, and this is my little segue here. hope you like it. Andy Dalton. Flawless. Yeah. <laughs> Great segue, John. Andy, it's almost like you do radio for a living. <laughs> almost, almost. Andy Dalton is back in the huddle for the Cincinnati Bengals. They figured we got a two-game lead on this tank. We are ready to go. <laughs> Let's we win can a couple afford games. an Andy Dalton win. They play the Jets this week, which is a winnable game. They got the game. Dolphins next week. Although, or another week well, after, I think. That's I, I think that's the way they figure it, is that you know we can lose to the Jets this week with Andy Dalton and we can beat the Dolphins if they decide to tank harder than we can and you know <laughs> the battle of the tanks right that's exactly it because uh, I mean the Jets have been playing and this hurts me to say like physically uh, the Jets have been playing a lot better uh, the last <laughs> couple of weeks yeah it, <laughs> it hurts me um, but yeah they have been playing better the last couple of weeks I will give them credit for that because they looked absolutely dreadful and then and I'm, I'm not even talking about the the games where they had to start Trevor Simeon and then Luke Falk after that when Simeon got hurt like obviously they looked terrible there but I think most teams would look terrible with their third string quarterback in unless they're the New England Patriots but <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Jacoby Brissett who is now you know a decent starter for the for the Colts but he at one point was the third string for uh for the Patriots. What, about, um, what an embarrassment of riches. I know. It's crazy, honestly. I mean, they had Jimmy G, and I mean, I don't got to go into it. You all know. Um, but anyways, Andy Dalton back in the huddle. Uh, and surprisingly, uh, A.J. Green has been cured of all injuries. No, I'm just kidding. He hasn't reported. They haven't reported <laughs> anything yet. But I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if uh, A.J. Green was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, stand pat for a little bit and say that my, my ankle injury flared up until until uh, the red rifle is back in the <laughs> back in the saddle. Because you know, if you're if you're AJ Green, you're in a contract season, you know, and you wanna you wanna make sure that teams can see that you're you're healthy and, and ready to get to it, and you haven't lost a step after this this ankle injury. Also, you know, that's that to me, that's probably why he's held out as long because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to come back, you know, halfway and re aggravate it or anything like that. He wants to come out and show that he's healthy and ready to go. Because I can't remember the last time AJ Green finished a season healthy. Um, it seems like it's been at least like four or five years since that's happened. So I think that. He's, you know, now that Andy Dalton's back, he's got someone he's comfortable with who he knows will force feed him the football. Um, and who knows? Maybe they'll grab a couple wins. You know, then they'll uh, they'll be above the Dolphins in the draft order, and all my dreams will come true. We'll see. Your, your dreams of Tua, are they still? You, th- you still I, think you take Tua number one? No. Well, I don't know. Because they, they have come out and said that there is a possibility that Tua will be able to throw come uh, the springtime. And if that's the case, then it's possible that you can get at least 
you can at least get a little bit of a read as to how he's progressed in his uh, rehab and all that. But if he isn't there by then and we have the number one pick, I would rather take Joe Burrow. Mm, but if you know, it, I would still say that if you're the Dolphins, you first off you have multiple number one picks, you right. know, and yeah. it's as much as I'd like to say, oh well, you draft the best player available at you know number two or number three or four or wherever in that range that the Dolphins end up picking at. I would prefer they just take Tua if we're not going to be number one overall, uh, and just I mean we have two other picks in the first round. Just get the best player available there. Right, because I think that uh, some other team who may not need a quarterback right now, but is thinking about one and can afford to wait a year on two and see if he's you know can come back 100 percent healthy. I think you know maybe a maybe a Chargers team you know might look at trading up or something like that. Or I mean they haven't underperforming. I don't think they could, they're that high of the draft order. But if Tua falls to like you know 11 or 12, I can see them taking it. Mm. You know, especially given how up and down. Uh, Philip Rivers has played this season. So, I, you know, I'd, I'd rather take Tua and just roll the dice with, you know, the other two picks and say, like, you know, we'll just draft the best player available uh, at that point. And, you know, if he if he is, doesn't have it, then just go all in on Trevor Lawrence the next year. It sucks, but I'd rather have, you know, two maybe good quarterbacks <laughs> than, than uh, try to, you know, get a Jacob Fromm or whatever. I don't Justin Herbert, a bunch of these guys. I just I have no interest in whatsoever. Put some respect on Justin Herbert, man. Come on. I know that's your that's your boy because <laughs> that's my guy. That, you're hoping that the Buccaneers take him. That's the thing. When you talk yourself into whoever you think is going to be available, where it you never pick. happens. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to take him. They're not. They're going to take some uh, offensive lineman that's going to play four games next season. And oh, then... you got Jameis Winston for another six years, man. Just uh, <laughs> kill me. Get excited. <laughs> I saw someone. It was uh, someone on the on Reddit the other day. It was on the Buccaneers subreddit because I'm on there every once in a while. Just because you know we're in the market and they're kind of like my my second team a little bit. Uh, Talking about how well, not all of the the interceptions are Jameis's fault. You know, sometimes that he's no, trying that's, to, that's he's, fair. Actually, he's that's, trying that's to fair. claw the team, you know, back into a game at the end of the at the end of the game, like mm-hmm. you know, with, with the Saints uh, a couple of weeks ago when he was just kind of just throwing and just saying like, you know, someone just catch this yeah. ball. It's a fair thing to say, but also there were times when yeah. he made the second <laughs> like his second interception this week, this yeah, past week, where he's so rolling to his right. And suddenly he gets the urge to throw across his body in yeah. the air like Tim Tebow. Right. He, <laughs> he jumps in the air like Derek Jeter, <laughs> contorts his body, and throws across to like first base like Jeter used to. Yeah. And granted, it did hit a, a, a Bucks player in the hands, but he probably wasn't expecting the pass at all. So well, it, it hit his hands and got too, picked yeah. up. Oh, yeah, also it was thrown behind him, so he got picked off. So, yes, in some cases, it's not Jameis' fault when he throws a pick, a pick but in most cases... His twenty interceptions, his <laughs> league leading twenty interceptions. He is by, also league leading by six. League leading in touchdowns thrown. So Interce- interceptions. We're four and seven. We don't. We don't need to be talking about the touchdowns thrown. He's up thrown. there in in yards also. Wonderful. You can go it's for not the triple crown. That's the triple <laughs> crown, baby. Very elusive. Yeah, man. Ever since that game against the Giants, dude. That this, this entire season has been downhill ever since. <laughs> I'm talking about Daniel Jones, John. Tell us about Denny Dimes. We just say the ruined seasons, man. If we can't win, <laughs> that's fair. That's what we do. Do you feel better now about Daniel Jones you do it than you did about uh, Dwayne Haskins? Eh, yeah. By the way, shout out Dwayne Haskins for taking a selfie and missing the last game. Of the last that was that was hilarious. Game. Yeah, I imagine such a millennial thing, <laughs> man. You're killing us out. Imagine, there, imagine being Case Keenum. It's like Case, Case, get your helmet on, get out yeah, there, yeah, just yeah, kneel. You what? Get out there. <laughs> 
Take, to kneel? Take this snap. We can't find we can't find Dwight Haskins. <laughs> He's too busy on IG Live with somebody. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, only like three people are going to uh, Washington Redskins games anyway, so he had to post with the, with the one group of fans <laughs> that was there at Washington. So it's only fair. Um, so let's go ahead real real quick. Let's talk about these Thanksgiving games. Uh, not too much in depth, but uh, let's go over them. And I, I'd like to, you know, maybe uh, see if we can pick some winners here. Maybe uh, a quick hot take. What's up? Why do the Lions always host an NF- a, a, a Thanksgiving game? Who, like, who decided on this? I mean, it's one of those things that's just tradition at this point, I, I'm guessing. I mean... Okay, here's a hotter take. Oh, F tradition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why the Lions, though? Exactly. Why the Lions? Like, I understand... Okay, cool. Cowboys, America's team, I concede. But, like, Detroit? I mean, if, if any of our listeners... no one if, wants to watch Detroit. If any of our listeners football. are from Detroit, I, I assume they've already clicked off now. But... <laughs> I just, I don't know, it seems like one of those kind of, um, you dig yourself into a hole and now you have to put the Lions on Thanksgiving every week and they haven't been relevant in a few years since Calvin Johnson retired and Matt Stafford and suddenly has nobody to throw to anymore. Uh, Maybe back when Barry Sanders played for the Lions, it was a great game to watch every week or every year, possibly, but also it's like, it's it's such an early game. Obviously everybody has a day off work, but it's a 1230 start and it's like, ugh. Why do we really have to sit here and watch Bears Lions <laughs> while we wait for the turkey to roast? Like while we wait for all the food to get ready? I'm hungry. I haven't ate breakfast. Like I'm fasting for dinner. <laughs> and I have to sit here and watch Matt's, not even Matt Stafford, Jeff Driscoll throw the football. <sighs> okay, I'm off my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> I say, are you good? <laughs> Put the bucks on, man. Let's watch Jameis throw some picks. Come on. I will say, Bucks games are always entertaining. Like for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, like, as me, like for me, like I don't like. I understand why it's agony if you're a Buccaneers fan because like so many times you've watched Jameis like just throw the ball away just because it's like ah I thought that guy was open for <laughs> for a second he was thirty yards downfield. Oops, like, I, my first progression yeah. is not as covered. That DB, let me, let me, yeah, let me, like Chris Godwin let me take bit, a so deep, like, a deep shot downfield. Yeah. That um, guy wearing blue looks like one of my teammates. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's killer. Um but it's just it's like if you don't have like that much skin in the game, it's just fun to like just watch him just because there are times where I watch him like in the fourth quarter sometimes, and I'm just like, man, like you are something else. Like where he just like breaks tackles, like looking like Ben Roethlisberger out there. People are like just trying to tear him down. And he's like, no, I have to throw this ball to the DB's arms. Get off of me! It's amazing. It is a sight to behold. Poor then, Mike Evans. Yeah. Well. That boy's think, rich. Yeah, like, I don't think he feels too bad about it. Him and Chris Godwin are both, what, 1,000-yard receivers in the season? Uh, Chris Godwin uh, is soon to be rich. Yeah, that too. Um, but anyway, so let's get back to these Thanksgiving games. Uh, Bills, Cowboys, Saints, Falcons, Bears, Lions. Are we – I feel like – I mean, I, I, part of me wants to say, like, oh, let's go over and see, like, who we think would be the winner, like, each, and maybe do, mm-hmm. like, a – not a bet, you know. Obviously, we, I don't want to eat crickets, so I think I'm, I'm good there. <laughs> you want to lick a scorpion? Just like a little fun, you know, little thing. Uh, but honestly, I mean, looking at these games, I mean, Bills. Okay, let's put it because to me, I think it's an obvious choice for each of these. Bills, Cowboys. Bills. Really? Really? Okay, because I was gonna say like it's easy, Cowboys, right? Yeah. Like, but if you say Bills, make I the case. Put down for make, Bills. The, make the case, John. Make the case. Because I said so. Oh, Heard. That's the case. I think go. they're a better team than the Cowboys. Uh, I think they have a better defense than the Cowboys, but the Cowboys' offense is so good. Yeah. I mean, I know they play well against the the Patriots, but like no one plays well against the Patriots' defense. So that's why I kind of give them a pass there. I think they'll find a way to mess it up, like they usually do. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. Jason Garrett's on the not on the hot seat, but Jerry Jones had some things to say after that uh, that loss. He said, "With a team with a roster this good, I shouldn't be this frustrated." Something to that effect. So if I'm I feel Jason, like he Garrett, says that every year. I'm sweating. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he also, yeah, he also threatens to fire Jason Garrett. I feel like every year. That's also true. How and long has he, he been? Ca- squeaks into like a wild card spot or like you know beat someone else in the NFC least. And he's, uh, he's been Cowboys coach longer than like Jimmy Johnson was. Probably it's it's crazy. Yeah, and he's not that good, right? Um, but you know, it's I mean, he gets the same treatment that Mike McCarthy did, in my opinion. Yeah, at least Mike McCarthy won a chip. Yeah, <laughs> at least he has that. But Mike McCarthy also had Aaron Rodgers, and Jason Garrett True. hasn't had Aaron Rodgers. Then again, I mean, I think that Tony Romo gets a lot of disrespect. I think Tony Romo. Yeah, but he wasn't Aaron Rodgers. No, obviously not. But like, I think if you take Tony Romo and you put him on the Patriots, that's I mean, they I think it's basically the same results, in my opinion. The Patriots. Yeah, the, or the like, Packers. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that if you if you put Tony Romo on the Patriots and put Tom Brady on the Dallas Cowboys, they have the same results. It sounds like a Miami Dolphins argument. I'm just I, <laughs> it Tony, like Tony Romo. Like Tony Romo is really underrated. No, he's he, very no, very talented. I agree. And I think but, that if you maximize his talents with Bill Belichick, I think that his he did have a little bit of an injury history towards uh, the end of his career that might have derailed some of his seasons. But I think that his like arm talent was more so than Tom Brady. Yeah, but you're essentially making the the argument that Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> hot. <laughs> I've I've said this since day one. Oh boy. Okay. That. All right. Not that Tom Brady's bad. I think that they probably might have made the playoffs a couple times with Tom Brady as a quarterback. But I think that you know Thanksgiving football. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Saints Falcons. Uh, this is. In Atlanta, and as we know, divisional games do get a little wonky. As we saw, as we, John's doing a dance over there. I am. I'm dancing when I said wonky. No, but uh, I mean, we just saw a couple weeks ago the Falcons went into New Orleans into the Superdome and beat up on the Saints. And you know, I I doubt the Saints are going to let that happen again. It'd probably be a lot lot more of like a revenge type of game. But Mm. um, Falcons are home for what that's worth. Uh, I'm not sure how much that's worth this season, but. Uh, maybe the Saints will be distracted by the toilet bowl opening ceiling and and give up a seventy yard touchdown. But the Saints can clinch with this win here. I'm pretty sure. So I feel like they just come out guns a blazing. Uh, so I'm going to say the Saints uh, to surprise nobody. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Saints too. Yeah, because Drew Brees said we haven't seen the best of the Saints yet. So mm. he shouldn't. He can't. They have lost lying. a couple of offensive linemen uh, lately. So that's. Something to look at. I think their entire, I think the both the left guard and the left tackle have been um, injured the last couple of weeks, and so mm-hmm. new guys in there. Uh, but I mean, if you have a good offensive line coach, you can overcome a lot of that stuff. It might not be as good, but I think there's, you know, they'll still be a competent offensive line. Um, so we're all in agreement that the Saints will take that game, uh, which probably means the Falcons will win. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking towards uh, Bears Lions, this I think is interesting. Because is it? Yeah, because well, and I'll tell you why. Because Jeff uh, Driscoll apparently has what they're describing to be a little bit of a hammy issue. So that's those are the, I think those are those are the official words. Uh, it's on the injury practice. Report. It's on the team statement. A little bit of a hammy issue. Yeah. yeah, just like that. So I yeah, mean, a if, Charlie Horse. Um, Matt Stafford obviously is injured, so he can't go. And Jeff Driscoll has played somewhat competently. I know he played a little bit better um, the week before last, which I was surprised that they didn't beat up on the Redskins. But, you know, it is what it is. You want to play a game of who's that backup? I I can't tell you who the, who the third string uh, <laughs> quarterback I'm gonna is. I'm going to look it up right for now. For the Detroit Lions, I feel like 
It's if they're, if you're the third string quarterback for the Detroit Lions, you are not a name worth knowing. But <laughs> I let's... think they just grabbed the kicker from the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who All right. It? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, this is a game of name that backup. This man played at Purdue. Okay. He Scoot is Brees. twenty. <laughs> uh, fortunately, not. He is twenty-four years old, and his first name is David. I don't really follow Purdue football, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> We're looking at David Blau. Who? <laughs> David, B-L-O-U-G-H. You're going to make him famous. I'm going to look at him right now. Are we right sure it's now. Blau? Or maybe it's like Bluff, Blue? like cough. I don't think it's Blau. I don't think it's Bluff. I hope, it's, like, I hope it's not Bluff. Blue like through? <laughs> Blue? No, I think it's probably Blau. Bluff. Look up his, <laughs> look bluff, up his career maybe, like tough. Here. He played. Is weird. I have no idea what this guy's last he name. Played, he played. He <laughs> played. Hey, for what it's worth, he played all four years at Purdue. Hey, look at played that. Played as a freshman. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, seasons of twenty-five touchdown, touchdowns to twenty-one interceptions as a sophomore. Yikes. Twenty-five touchdowns to ten interceptions as a senior. Okay, better. Not not terrible, but also this is <laughs> Purdue football. Right. So I uh, can't expect much from the Lions this week. I don't think. Unless David Blau's about to go no, slinging it, but also the other team has Mitch Trubisky, so so maybe David Blau's the best quarterback in this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that I will say that Mitch Trubisky does do a pretty good job of like beating up on like bad like secondaries. Like he's not he's not good against average or good secondaries, you know. Because some quarterbacks, it doesn't matter what secondary you have, he'll still torch them up. Uh, but I will say I'll give Mitch Trubisky credit. He's, he's historically he has beat up. On not so good uh, secondaries, which the the Lions outside of Darius Slay don't really have a very good secondary. Uh, so if Darius Slay shadows Allen Robinson all game, I could see you know Anthony Miller going for one or Taylor Gabriel going for one. Um, David Montgomery is you know he's fine. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is this actually is a harder game to predict. I think if Dres- if Jeff Driscoll plays this game, I think it's Lions no contest. But if uh, David is out there. <laughs> I would say um, I'll probably go Bears. I'll probably go Bears because the defense is going to make you pay if you're uh, if you're a quarterback, you know, out of Purdue. <laughs> Kalumak is about to have David Blah for lunch no, and, David, and Thanksgiving dinner. It's David Blah. Right, get that right, okay? David Blah. Yeah, <laughs> Kalumak's going to have a great Thanksgiving dinner. That's right. So you got the Bears in this one? I'm going Bears. John Bears. Bears. I guess you know what? The I'll, Bears. I'll go Lions, even though I made fun of. Blah. <laughs> Even though I made fun of him, I'm going to go Lions just in case maybe Jeff Driscoll plays. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So, the uh, you know, not a ton of variance here, but every one of us. We're all going to have a good time chowing down on some turkey, some ham, some stuffing, cornbread, mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Help me out here. Br- Brussels sprouts. Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Watching some Thanksgiving football. Yeah, I, I wish they had better games for this because every Bills game that I watch, it seems like they just drag the other team through the mud. Um, but, you know, whatever. It'll be football, at least. All right. Did so, we, Did we pick for the Ravens game? Do we want to? Do we want to just go through the, uh, the 49ers-Ravens game and see who we got? I, I got the Ravens. I mean, I'm going just, Ravens. Yeah. All right. Let's go. <laughs> All right. How about uh, how about Pat's Texans? Who we got there? Uh, Is it Houston? <clears throat> yeah, Pat's. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> then why did you ask? Jeez. For the jokes, John. For the jokes. All right. I was going Pat's anyway. <laughs> All right. Because it's on the road and the Patriots' offenses look terrible, I'm going to go Houston. What about Viking Seahawks Monday night? Well, John, did you pick yours for? Texans, uh, Patriots? Yeah, I'll take the unpopular pick and pick the Patriots. 
<laughs> All right. And uh, Viking Seahawks. I, I think I mentioned that I got the Seahawks by like 100. Yeah, you mentioned how you don't think Kirk Cousins is going to have a good game. But um, because you jinxed yourself, I'm going Vikings. Ah, that's a solid choice. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins will have, will have yet another you like that post, post game. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> I got Seahawks by 40. <laughs> My man. <laughs> All right. So that's that's written in stone there. We'll go ahead and we'll. Maybe go over it next time. Dude, should we, there be like some sort of bet payoff for this one, or we're we just gonna call it? Uh... Let's let's see how we let's see how we do. If, okay, if, yeah. If, so uh, if, if one of us, horrible. If I feel one, like it'll be pretty goes... even because like one of us will get one wrong and then we'll get the other one right. And well, I think I'll bet to pick the favorite in every single game for this one, except for well, actually, no, I think you said the Vikings were yeah. So okay, all right. I was gonna give you <laughs> I was gonna give you crap for uh, the first four games. Also, you I mean, the favorites, uh, yeah, probably, but, but you know. Road teams, <laughs> home field advantage, and all that malarkey. Right, right, right. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, do we want to talk a little basketball about a little mellow? Oh Carmelo my goodness, Anthony? Carmelo Anthony, lighten up the league. This young kid might be worth something someday, huh? <laughs> yeah, he uh, made his this return. Made his return the night that we recorded the last podcast, so we haven't right. had much time. We haven't had any chance to talk about him. But uh, he's played four games so far. First game back, terrible. Or, yeah, yeah, it was not good. Not a good look for him. I think it was like minus twenty on the minus twenty <laughs> on the score sheet. Yikes! <laughs> and people, lo- people on Twitter would love to point that out. Right, of course, because it um, gets a lot of hate. But uh, since then, he's played quite considerably better. He's now four games in, averaging sixteen points a game on thirty-nine percent shooting. Not great, but for what it's worth, he's shooting thirty-nine percent from three also. And uh, the port, the Trailblazers have won two of their games with him so far. So the team is on a, on the up and up. I think. Um, John, what do you think about Carmelo's return to the NBA? It's a long way from Chris Brickley's gym uh, in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> long way from my Instagram videos of him working out in a cut in a sleeveless hoodie. Yeah, he's. Um, I think he's doing what he, what's expected from somebody who's been sitting out a whole year. I think. Um, I think he's on the right team. So, had it been any other team, he probably would have looked a lot worse. But you know, I. I don't think he should be starting. That I yeah. don't agree with. That was I was going to say. That's the interesting part to me is the fact that Terry Stotts put him in the starting lineup in the first game back. Right. Granted, he only played twenty three minutes, and Stotts said he was only going to play twenty minutes. But you know, putting him in the starting lineup over your um, regular starting three, which I believe was Kent Bazemore, is quite a a statement. Like, hey, this guy we signed him off the off the couch three days, <laughs> and three days later he took your spot, Kent. So you better play better. I so, mean, and uh, you know, gra- granted. Uh, Carmelo's you know dropped twenty five in the most recent game as of time of recording, so he has made his point to be a part of the starting lineup. I just think it was a, quite a surprise that they threw him in so quickly. I agree, I agree. Yeah, um, that's not the only interesting basketball news that uh, that I've seen. There are some rumblings about uh, maybe the the NBA making a couple changes to you know the playoff format, maybe adding a mid season tournament. What's that? What's that all about? It sounds like soccer to me. Hey man, anything anything that's relatable to soccer to me is amazing. And uh, now, now, now let's just <laughs> well, get now well, let's just start let's start some like minor leagues and get relegation and pro- promotion. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see another uh, relegate relegate the, the the Knicks to the G League and bring up the <laughs> bring up the Long Island Nets to the NBA. But you see, the thing is, you, we can't relegate the Knicks to the to the G League because how else will the Heat get their free wins? Honestly, you know. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> so uh, so all right, I I like soccer. I'm getting into the the soccer sphere uh, definitely more recently. I um, love it, and you've liked it for quite some time. John, are you a big soccer fan at all? I know you just took a big glug of water, so <laughs> not too much. No. So 
if if we're explaining this process to like the fan who doesn't really know too much about soccer mm-hmm. and what that would like entail and how it's worked in other leagues, um, how how is the NBA going to implement this? First off, okay. So the idea as of right now hasn't been formally proposed in the league office or to any of the owners. But one of the rumblings is that the NBA would institute a mid-season tournament between Thanksgiving and Christmas that would be played in, I'm assuming, some sort of single elimination format. It doesn't quite line up with the number of teams because there's 30 teams in the NBA and 32 would be the ideal number for a, right. a single elimination. It's not necessarily out of the realm of possible. Like, if of you're going to do this and like make this monumental change to like the basketball schedule, yeah. it's like peanuts to think that the NBA might add like two teams. And that's, to... and that's the thing because these, these, these changes wouldn't be implemented until, I believe, 2021. So right. there is time for them to say, hey, here's Seattle. Here's your team back. And hey, mm-hmm. Vegas, you guys have an arena already right. where, hockey, and, where you guys play hockey. Just and play then, basketball. Here. And then move some of those like middle of the country uh, Yeah, to even cities. out the conferences. Yeah, like New Orleans or Memphis Minnesota. Or, yeah, Minnesota also. So, yeah, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the NBA could have 32 teams in a couple seasons. Um, but they are exploring the idea of this midseason tournament because they want to institute some sort of um, – other prize for teams to play for in this kind of like part of the season where it's kind of like a lull. There's not much going on in the NBA until right. after until Christmas kind of start you know kind of starts the NBA season in the public's eye. Right, um, and I think it doesn't help either that the marquee matchups a lot of the times have been like oh like come watch the now Zionless Pelicans <laughs> take on somebody or play on play the yeah, play the now that was, Curry yeah. Clay and Draymond Liz Warriors right <laughs> yeah and that's I think that that's kind of maybe accelerated these talks like oh man like we can't just rely on you know i mean zion was one of those guys that got unprecedented uh press coming out of mm-hmm. coming out of college and they kind of relied on that that star power to kind of carry some of those primetime games earlier in the season where the ga- games don't really mean as much right do you remember that that picture of zion at his like i think it was his rookie day when they were taking all like the pictures for the rookie cards and then all the press was at zion's table and then next to him was a guy named Goga Bitazde, I think his name is. He's a center for the Pacers now, and he had nobody at his table. Yeah. It was just that picture of him kind right. of sitting there, like nobody <laughs> asking him a question, and like 100 people next to him at Zion's table. Shout out to Goga, man. He's like, he's like leading rookies in blocks right now, I think. What? Look at Shout that. out to Goga. <laughs> but anyways, yes, the midseason tournament. Would essentially be. And by the way, what's Zion doing, huh? <laughs> I haven't seen a single stat. Exactly. Look let's, at that. Let's talk about it. Let's start a dialogue. <laughs> but um, yeah, the midseason tournament would kind of implement some sort of a, a secondary prize for an NBA team to win. So the idea being, you know, maybe a team like the Wizards, who have a great offense and a very bad defense, they're obviously not competing for the NBA championship this season. We could maybe see them get hot for a few weeks and start knocking off good teams in the league, and now all of a sudden the Wizards are the NBA midseason tournament champions. What they're going to call it, I'm sure they're going to call it something more more catchier than that. Right. But um, well, I, that's the thing that confuses me about soccer. There's like the FA Cup, then right? There's like Premier League, yeah. and then there's like the all UEFA, and then there's like <laughs> the Copa whatever, yeah, yeah, Copa to, Cabana. <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. Like to make it kind of clear and concise, it'd be like if um. The NBA was obviously the basketball league in America, right. but then maybe there was um, maybe the, the Basketball Hall of Fame, who isn't associated with the NBA, mm-hmm. the Basketball Hall of Fame threw a tournament for the NBA teams to play in. They're right. like, the Basketball Hall of Fame tournament, whatever. Yeah. Um, so they put on kind of a tournament with a prize money and, or a prize, some, some sort of prize, like a draft right. pick or something, um, and like some money maybe. And now you have the NBA champion, Toronto right. Raptors, but say you have the, the Hall of Fame tournament winners, the, the give me a team here. The Phoenix Suns. Right. Well, easy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's the idea is that there's something else to play for. Now, whether or not 
NBA fans and players and executives and front office and coaches, whether or not they take it seriously is another question. Right. They got to have like a really catchy name, I think. <laughs> like, because the, the better the name sounds, like, because I think uh, earlier this season, and again, this is like kind of like inside soccer a little bit, but Tottenham Hotspur won like the Audi Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the car company. Preseason tournament. Yeah. Right. And like, no one's like getting, like, uh, they took the picture with like the plate or whatever yeah, trophy, trophy it is yeah. that they used. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nobody really cares. They're not, they're not, they're like, not yeah. bragging about so that. So you can't just, you can't call it like the Kia Sportage Cup. I'm just like, like I know Kia is the official car sponsor. Of call the it NBA, the Coca Cola like, Cup. There yeah, you go. like no, it has to be like the the Basketball Hall of Fame, like Legends Cup or something like that. Sure, or, sure, sure. You know, something something that has like a, a little bit of of you know fame attached to it or like, a cool sounding name. You can't have it be like sponsored by and don't and don't know. give the MVP a free car. Like they don't care. They have enough cars. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's a free Kia Soul. Yeah, for winning exactly. The, yeah, no. Like, like Blake Griffin doesn't fit in a Kia Soul, man. There's no way. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the NBA is exploring this idea. And honestly, again, this is me very biased because I, I love you know soccer, European soccer, and every country in European soccer has some sort of secondary cup competition, right. which isn't always it's, – it's never the most important thing to win, but it's something else that everybody can try to compete for. Right. Um, so the NBA is exploring that on top of a couple other uh, restructures – restructurings – what do we call that? I don't know. Of the NBA playoff system. So so wait. So for the midseason, let's talk about that first. Okay, yeah. Do they um? You, so the, do they get a ring if they win? <laughs> uh, probably. I, I'd hope not. Yeah, just a, a golden a slightly small. <laughs> they just get like a what, wedding band. Yeah, <laughs> like a pinky ring. Just they like a, they get a they get a ring pop. They get a ring pop. A sterling uh. silver ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't think they'd give a ring. I think they'd probably just give the team a trophy, and maybe each player gets a medal. They should maybe play like a, a little like uh, like smaller like uh, the scale model of the trophy that you could put in the house. <laughs> the Larry O'Brien like like the collector's item. Yeah, like, <laughs> or like you know, or have like I don't know, like make it silver. <laughs> I mean, if we, I, I don't know if there's like a, is there a sort of like logo for the for the basketball Hall of Fame or something like that? I'm sure there is. I can't think of it off the top of my Me head, either, but, but I'm sure there is. You know, or maybe they'll have like, is there like a silhouette somewhere of like Dr. James Naismith like doing something like? I'm sure they could probably gra- like grabbing the basketball from the peach basket. <laughs> That'll be the trophy. It's yeah. Cutting the bottom of the peach basket. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they could probably like get get a bust of James Naismith and make that part of the trophy. I don't know. Right, something. This isn't. We're not the creative team for the NBA. Or no, for the but to me, like if you cup. add that kind of like prestige to it, I think sure. like it. You know, when you say like this is because when you when you look at Premier League. Premier League teams obviously really want to win the Premier League championship or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But there's also Champions League, which is like all of the... All of Europe. Yeah, yeah, right? So you could argue that the Champions League is more prestigious because... Yeah, and it all depends on situation. Like some fans of, say, Liverpool who haven't won the Premier League in or the, the league itself in 30-something years, right. they won the Champions League last year. I know a lot of Liverpool fans myself who were like, I would, I would have much rather won the Premier League. Right. Because they came that close. But um, to get back to the NBA, I think a reason why fans would be against this in the NBA, um, not to mention players and coaches against more games, Right. I think the fans, it's it, it's going to be hard for American fans in general to grasp the idea of a midseason tournament that's not the mm-hmm. league championship. And I think the reason beca- the reason that is so hard to grasp is because in in Europe, the leagues are played... You know, you play each team in the league twice. The b- team with the best record or the most points at the end of the season is the league champion. There's no playoffs. So they have these cup competitions throughout the, se- throughout the year that are a playoff format, a knockout format. Right. And that's where they get their kind of exciting knockout soccer, knockout sports from. Okay. Obviously, American playoffs, American system has, everybody has playoffs. So, sure. the, you know, not being the best team in the league in the regular season doesn't mean you're not the champion. So 
uh, I think that's that's kind of like an obstacle to get over. Not that they're going to get rid of the playoffs, but that's an obstacle to get to, for some of the fans to get over. Is like, why do we need another, you know, quote unquote playoffs type thing? If they, in, if they had a good the reward for their team, like if like the the team that won this midseason tournament got like an extra two million dollars added to like next year's cap space, I think they would go. You know, sure. I think that would help. And I'm not yeah. saying like that number specifically, but if they allowed like maybe like you know you're only a little bit away from like another max slot, you know, mm. and winning that tournament would be the difference. Right, right, right. You know, teams would be really excited for their team to go in on it. And yeah. so I think you know, or maybe uh, you know, maybe move up like four spots in the draft. Or I was going to say, like here's that. my thing though: would the the organization would be excited about getting more cap space. Do the players really care? Maybe give the players some prize money. I don't know if, how much they care about sure. extra money. It, but it, maybe give them each uh, whatever the <laughs> whatever the cap space is going up by. They all get that much more added to their paychecks <laughs> or something. Yeah, like right. That. It's or, all even or split into whatever fifteen. It <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's one of the ideas the NBA is throwing around. I personally like it. I know a lot of fans don't. Um, a lot, I'm sure a lot of players don't. I think, John, you said James Harden was basically like, what is this, college? Yeah, he rolled his eyes. Ooh, I have an idea. <laughs> to be specific. <laughs> they get one-way plane ticket with Dion Waiters' Edibles Connect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, they, they definitely would play hard. <laughs> so I want what he was Some on, bro. Strong <laughs> stuff. We get, we get what Dion was on? Yep, Sign I'm in up. there, yeah. <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> All right, but for, for serious, though, this time. No, of course, yeah. The, the, the NBA is also considering some changes to the playoff format. Um, let's play some, let's play like a heads or tails. What do you want to hear first? The conference finals restructuring or the 7 and 8 seed restructuring? I like the 7 and 8 seed restructuring. All right, let's talk yeah, about that first. So the NBA is considering restructuring um, the playoff format to include the ninth and 10th uh, seeds in each conference. So what would happen is at the end of the season – the 7th and 8th seeds would no longer go automatically to the 7th and 8th place team. They would now have a playoff format, sort of. So the 7th seed would be decided on a playoff game, like a one-game one you know, playoff between the 7th and 8th placed teams. So say um, team number 7 wins, then they keep their 7th spot. But that doesn't mean team number eight's all the way out of it. So team 9 and 10 will play each other in a playoff game, and the winner of that game plays the loser of the 7-8 game hmm. for the 8th seed. Right, so they so, have a chance to play back into it. Right, and the idea being that the teams who are, say, a few games out of the playoffs towards the end of the year aren't all of a sudden inclined to just tank the rest of the season. Right. Because like last season, if we remember, the Lakers finished 10th in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. LeBron didn't play at all in April, barely played in March, because by then they were out of the playoff race. Sure. But with this format, they would have had a chance to play the number 9 team, which I believe was the Suns, for a chance to play the seventh and or eighth team, for a chance to get in the playoffs, right? And you know, if where anything can happen, exactly, anything can happen, especially in a one game playoff. Like they're all game sevens at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, playing for your season. So that's an exciting way to introduce more teams into the playoff format. Kind and of discourage um, tanking a little bit. Exactly. That's because yeah. you know NBA hates that, and I think right. it, I think that you know they should hate it. Like it's 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 a, it's a strategy for teams to get a number one pick. They change right. the lottery up, so now the number one, the, the worst team isn't guaranteed the number one pick anymore. Obviously, they have less of. They used to have a twenty five percent chance to win the number one pick. Now they have an even exact you know the exact same amount of odds as the first as the worst four teams. Mm-hmm. So number one through four all have the same amount of odds to win the number one pick. So they're trying to discourage tanking. This is another way to do that. And then also, the NBA is considering restructuring the conference finals, so where. 
once we have the four conference finalists, so like last year, it was the Warriors, the Blazers, the Celtics, excuse me, the Raptors and the Sixers. Those are the four. Um, in last year's case, it would not have changed the semifinal matchups at all. But the idea being that once we have our four conference finalists, you throw out the conferences and you simply play one against four, two against three based on regular season record. Right. So the kind of like the nadir of this idea came from the year before when the Celtics and and uh, Cavaliers played in the Eastern Conference Finals and then the Warriors and Rockets played in the West. The Warriors and the Rockets were by and far the two best teams in the league last that year. Meanwhile, LeBron and the Cavs were kind of where they really struggled throughout the season and the Celtics weren't quite um, as good as the Warriors or Rockets. Right. In this new format, the Warrior or the Rockets would have played the Cavs and the Warriors would have played the Celtics in no not lo- no longer semifinals. Exactly, no longer the conference finals instead they're just the NBA semifinals. Mm. So that gets that so that ideally I'm just picturing you, like the logo, like the finals logo with like a little like semi like right <laughs> next to it. Just but continue. Go so ahead. You know, but ideally that would have given the NBA the NBA finals matchup that I think all the fans that year would have kind of agreed upon were the two best teams, Warriors and Rockets. Right. And obviously, if you guys remember, that was a seven-game series, very exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. And that would have been a great NBA Finals instead of the Warriors sweeping the Cavs again. Sure. So, maybe, then granted, we wouldn't have gotten J.R. Smith's moment in Game 1. So, you know, take what you can get. (laughs) The the, the scale is even. The scale is even. We all appreciate that. Right. But uh, there is something to be said, though, because, I mean, it seems like it's kind of just been the the joke, you know, the running joke for the last couple of years is like the Western Conference Finals is just the finals. Mm, Right, because the West has been... You more know, competitive, yeah. More competitive, stronger year upon year. Um, that's not. I don't think that's so much this year, but still, it seems like a lot of times one conference is by and far better than the other. Sure. And this is a way to kind of make sure that the NBA Finals are between the two right. best teams in the league. Yeah, and a lot of people have suggested having just having it be just a six-team team seeding, just oh, yeah. regardless of conference. Throwing out all conferences. But yeah. I think the, the major uh, con to that would be the fact that it's so hard to go cross country, you know, so early in the playoffs, especially, sure. and you're just doing that all. You could be doing right. that all playoffs, where it just it just so happens that whatever lines up happens to be just the furthest geographical sure, sure. Uh, team available for you. Like the worst case scenario in that sense would be like the Celtics having to play three rounds against the Suns, the the Lakers, and the Clippers. Right, and then it's exactly. not even the finals yet. So I can see what the the, the travel logistics make right. that, which is why that's impossible. why I think they just they wanted to do just the semifinals. Have the you know the, the last round, sure. and the second to last round, because then okay, just two rounds of that isn't the end of the world, right? And um, you know all of this, the midseason tournament, the play-in games, all this, and in, and in, in, that the NBA is considering. It sounds like it would extend the season, which you know we already see eighty-two games is too much for some players with mm-hmm. load management and everything. So the NBA would in in an ideal world would implement these changes, but also reduce the regular season schedule by about five, six games, something like that. Yeah, to where the Teams who are in that seven through ten playoff play a couple extra games, but it's for a good reason. You know, sure, to get to the playoffs. You're into the playoffs. That's, like, that's your payoff for playing the right. Like I'm sure no MLB teams are you know, complaining about having to play an extra game because it gets them a chance to get in the playoffs. You know, game one sixty three or the, exactly. the wild card game. So, um, I I'm a fan of the midseason tournament idea. I'm sure. a fan of the conference final tournament idea. Yeah. I I, don't, I mean, to me, I don't know if I want to see the tenth best team in the East get a chance in the playoffs. Honestly, like. If they weren't good enough to get in the top eight, why are they even get a chance? To, uh, that's right. just me personally. Uh, but I don't know. What, what do you think, John, about the three? What would you kind of? What would you put? Your, what corner would you put your flag in? My least favorite is the tournament, just because it's so hard to like figure out what what are they playing for and mm-hmm. what's going to get them to actually, you know, not blow this this tournament off. Sure, that's probably my least favorite. The um, 
my most favorite is probably like the I would say the conference finals one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, the the just the semifinals instead of just the conference finals. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? Um I I kind of do like the idea of a mid-season tournament, I'm going to be honest with you. Just because I think that it get it depending of course on like what they're playing for because if you, they're just playing for the benefit of whatever franchise they're on, some of those guys aren't going to be able to see the benefits of of that if it's just going to be like you know an extra draft pick or if it's going to be right. an extra you know bit of cap space the next season like that doesn't benefit i mean that that extra draft pick could be someone taking your job next season <laughs> you know for <laughs> and, for a and, lot of these yeah. guys uh so it would need to be something that i think directly benefits both i don't know if it's some sort of like revenue sharing thing where you know all the teams kind of come together but even then you have to like trust the nba's like marketing department mm-hmm. to make it a thing that people are going to want to watch to begin with um, but if maybe like they introduce, I don't know, maybe New Jersey concepts or something like that for, uh, for the mid season tournament where like, they're all like, I mean, they're the same teams, but maybe you have like just a special mid season tournament edition of the, uh, of your jerseys. And then all those jerseys go to, to, uh, all the Jersey sales for those go to the players, like as, as a form of revenue sharing for everyone. In, or in charities. Yeah. Would, that they was going to be my idea. They should have it at like a neutral site, and I don't know how soccer works. Do they have it all in like one city? The, the most like, of the most yeah. of the rounds are played at each team's home stadium. The finals played at a neutral site. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. A lot of times they do like home and homes too, right? Where it's like a well, like yeah, your, your soccer soccer is, does two legs, yeah, right. But um, so like your points, uh, your goals scored away are worth more than your goals scored at home. Yeah, and in, in certain competitions, yeah. Right. But a lot of the soccer cup competitions are just knock out one game. The yeah. best the best team hosts, and then the finals played at like a very prestigious like tournament tournament final big you know celebrations and you know festivities and everything yeah. and it's a big big event um but but even then like does i mean are, are in for a mid-season tournament let's say if it's like the lakers end up playing i don't know the heat the heat let's, let's <laughs> just say it's the heat right if the lakers end up playing the heat in, the, in this mid-season tournament and their game is in Madison Square Garden. Like, do you think there's going to be like a lot of fans Probably. from my team? Well, like heat maybe, travel yeah. to or like, like I mean, if, if it was like Bucks Wolves, yeah, not. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, who's going to go to these? If it's going to be two market teams that like aren't huge yeah. up on the on the and that, and that's a very that's a very fair concern to have. But you know the 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 ideal model is the soccer tournaments and those finals are are like played in london at wembley stadium right. the stadiums is packed all the way out but, but well, to be fair like it's like england's much smaller yeah, yeah exactly england, england's and if much you're smaller. going from one side of england to the other it's like going from one side of florida to the other it's yeah like basically really <laughs> what were you gonna say john i was gonna say like the i think they'll depend more on like the viewership i think that's where they're looking at their at their current model and they're saying we're not getting people watching these games as much so i think any stadium you go to they're gonna sell it out when you have that tournament i think it's more important as to who's watching it on tv are we building the interest that we want sure so and i think regardless of whether or not people value it as much as you know the nba championship which they won't but i think that you know it's much more intriguing to watch say uh you know jazz thunder sure in december if it's suddenly if the thunder lose they're out Mm -hmm. of this tournament entirely than just a regular season game you know that that's that whatever whatever value you put on that trophy it gives that game a little more intrigue because all of a sudden the loser won't have a chance to win that anymore it it won't just be another loss on their record so that's um that's what i think it's a good idea but also I, i i completely understand john's concerns like he doesn't know exactly what the players should play for i was gonna say one of the like one of the kind of like motivations the players could have is like kind of like in the celebrity family feud type model where they're playing for a charity right. of charity of their choice 
and you know they they win that prize money and it goes to them, maybe. But I, you they know, sh- they should play it in different countries. Like each round, they go to a different country. I mean, <laughs> and then the finals, they meet. Somewhere. They play in Dubai. A whole lot. I think I think would be a whole lot to convince you know the all thirty two teams to, or thirty teams or whatever to head into uh, you know Dubai to go play. <laughs> Didn't somebody play on the ship? Was that football or basketball? It was basketball. I remember college college basketball like season kickoff was like on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, was it wasn't like <laughs> Navy versus like somebody. It was like Michigan State against Kansas. I think. Really? Yeah, I remember that. And they had like special camel uniforms. It was terrible. They put those Kansas <laughs> boys in the middle of the water. That's yeah, they crazy, played. They right? played outside, bro. They, 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 those kids were never used to playing outside. That's like at least really. not in you know an NCAA game. But <laughs> crazy yeah, stuff. NBA is thinking about implementing these changes. I'm excited about it. Um, it won't happen soon, obviously. But at the very least, I hope they implement the playoff. Right, right. The real playoff things because those are actually legitimately exciting. And I think that they could do the semifinals idea like next this year, year if they wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not this year. I think it'd be a little bit difficult to do it this year, but they could do it next year for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Without too much of a of an issue. So interesting stuff for sure. I think that'll do it for this episode of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Again, if you haven't done so already, uh, you should check out our IGTV Alberto, our buddy here with his bet payoff, having to eat a whole box full of crickets. I, I mean, still have a wing in my. I believe it. I see it, actually. It's twitching. <laughs> That's so gross. Uh, anyways, you can follow him uh, at uh, where again, Alberto? A-L-B-A-R-E-T-O-E on Twitter. And on Instagram, it's the exact same, just with an underscore, not a dash. And John Williams, as always, thank yep. you for joining us. JL Williams 5 on Instagram. Make sure you tag Dwayne Wade when you see our post. Oh, good call. Good call. Left it late, but we got it in. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you can find me at John Dennis Radio on Instagram and Twitter. That's J-O-N. Dennis Radio, and of course, you can find the show uh, on uh, at Somewhat Sports on Instagram and on Twitter. And as always, uh, we ask you to please uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Give us a rating, uh, give us a review. It helps us out uh, tremendously. Uh, and with that being said, thank you so much for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving, uh, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>